If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3. Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Happy Balls Wednesday to you and yours. Hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom Brooker Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Don't forget, if you're watching on War Chant TV to like and subscribe, celebrate, share. Perhaps chat along with us as we uh, engage and uh participate with the uh, with the program here uh we do have a what them kids doing today on the program that's Ooh. a good way to start the day right you want to start the day straight out the box with that go ahead tom let's just go ahead right here right now let's just get it started with a little what them kids doing hello once again friends it's time for what them kids doing never that chip jabber chip what's that kid bitch how fast is he rolling? Hey, uh, who, who, who let you in here? Look at him. I bet he can bitch a lot. What them kids doing, Jeff? They're committing to Florida State in the form of Blake Nicholson. He, a four-star linebacker courted by many, including our chief competitor, Oregon, who has a lot of money and is willing to spend it on good football players, uh, on athletes, and he is one. Blake is a... Uh, a talent, two-way player out there in Manteca, California, and a good player that I've wanted for Florida State for some time. Couple of reasons, couple of reasons. Uh, he's a linebacker, Tom. Sweet Jesus, we could use some linebackers. All right, let's go. Uh, not saying that our starters aren't good players; they are, but it drops off quick. It's been a minute since we had some depth at linebacker, and this is a kid whose body type. Uh, suggests he could play pretty quickly here. When you look at him, um, he's he's ready to play football at a high level. And he said he's going to play that football here at Florida State University. That I'm really excited about. You can read an article, a Q&A, uh, that he did with Michael Langston, warchant.com. It's there right now. I would direct your attention that way. But it's fun to come out the box with a little what them kids doing. Keep winning games, it gets easier to get yeses. Everybody knows that, that's for sure. And uh, let's hope there's another one on Friday, Tom, as we get excited about a certain receiver. Now, that's not cemented. We don't know that. 
But if uh, Hakeem Williams says yes to Florida State in the same week that Blake Nicholson says yes to Florida State and you win another football game and perhaps knock on wood you're 4-0, right after those two commitments, my goodness, the start to the season would be as, as solid, exciting, uplifting as one could have wanted before the year began. Oh, easily. Yeah, that would be one hell of a week. And also, you have um, a lot of concerns stemming from the Louisville game that appear to be not devastating, as they felt like they would be mm. when we were watching mm. the broadcast on Friday night. So, yes, most things at this time are coming up roses for Florida State. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let it wash over, Everything your feels, it's, it's too quiet. I'm sure mm. that's how you felt when uh, your kids were a lot younger. It's very quiet, Dave. Yeah, who's destroying something in the back, away from eyes that uh, need to observe? Yeah, that's usually how I would I would suggest it be back then. But I, I don't know, man. I um, Things are rolling in the right direction right now for Florida State, and I want to enjoy it. I want to celebrate it and, and you know, as they say, again, I want to... Uh, I want to be where my feet are. I want to. I want to watch this and and get excited about the fact that Florida State has some positive momentum, doing some things right on and off the football field. The fan base can be excited for the first time in a long time. You get through this Saturday, you're actually going to have survived September unblemished. You will enter the month of October without so much as a wart. You will be able to truly, truly exhale and say, screw you, September. We dominated you this week. It's like that time that you and I were playing recently and we both birdied the same hole. Oh, yeah. And I said, I suggested we should teabag this hole because we just, because <laughs> we, we both just birdied it. And you giggled and we, we moved on. I guess I remember that. But yeah, <laughs> it was uh, 16 at Capitol, which it is was, not an easy hole to walk away with two birdies. We both birdied 16. And I said that, you know. You hit a bomb of a putt, and I chipped in from the front right. That's right. Neither one of us really were in position to make birdie, but we did. We did. That's when I got mad at the hole and told it what time it was. You did? Yeah, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing. I can't say what I wish I want to say because of phrasing. It's not, you know. Yeah. But you disrespected the 16th. You disrespected it. I did. I disrespected the 16th. I was tired of the 16th. 16th has had its way with me many No times. damage was done to the question. It's just no. in the words, oh, God, no. in the heard. words, many yeah. words, yeah. the worst words. That's right. Yeah, all the words. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it was, you know, that was, that's nice. And anytime we're playing partner golf and we're birdieing, then that, that's what I feel right now for Florida State. Out here, 4-0, perhaps, getting yeses from important right. key yeah. recruits that well, help change the, the outlook. Yeah, And the whole thing, too, you know, with, with Hakeem, I don't know. That just feels like a recruitment, and I'm not an expert by any stretch. That might have multiple yeses and nos, you know. Oh, I'm not Rees. going. Yeah, right. No, but, but, I'm not going to submit. I'm not going to say, okay, well, he's in the fold, guys. Right. Yeah. But the more you win, the stronger of a case you can make the night before signing day. Well, if the, you take to my meaning, just let him watch Texas A&M and Miami play. Yep. As he did this past yep. week. That's that's the, a great recruitment for Florida State. That's the product on the field. I'm just saying. When uh, final offer, best offer kind of phone calls happen, which is just going to be the norm the night before signing day for the rest of our lives. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that there are certain calls that can be made to any top tier recruit that we're after that we will not be able to match, and so I I hope there's more to it than just that because if if that's all there is, we're not gonna get a lot of these guys when we're in the running for them with a Texas A&M. That, nobody else will either. Now. If he 
is watching their receivers play in that offense, he's got to say, well, as long as Florida State gives me something substantial that's akin to what I would have gotten right, there, right. I've got I can't go here. This offense is ass. Look at Texas A&M's offense; it's awful. And and then you're watching Van Dyke and this Miami offense, which is a train wreck right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, man, that is our best recruiting tool. And yes. it's on the heels of Johnny Wilson going nuts. But the yes, of yes, well, and that's on top of the LSU performance where it looks like you can pass the ball in this offense, which is what we talked about coming off of New Orleans was this looks different to recruits. Like if you're a running back or a running quarterback the last year you say, "Well, I could work in Mike Norvell's offense. This could work for me." Not if you're a receiver. Right. Right. Which was the amazing thing of how he got as many receiver transfers as he did this offseason. Those guys aren't perfect. They wouldn't be coming to Florida State if they were. But still, if you get four receivers to mm-hmm. say yes to Florida State, they're showing them the Memphis tape. They're not showing them the Florida State tape. But now but they now have they an can... opportunity. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of guys to get to here because it's funny. Well done, uh, Preston. And also FSU fan for the director. Director Woo! Matthew. There you go, baby. Deserves a drink. We appreciate everything he does. 42-21 behind a monster rushing attack of the big three. And here's Johnny Wilson with a huge game of his own little contribution. Thank you so much, FSU fan 1993. Uh, Also correctly pointed out by Preston is that it is President's Cup week. Pairings get announced today. Preston, we find out pairings today. And you can bet I'm pumped about this. Um... This is a week in which the U.S. will dominate yet again. Uh, If you're just going by the world golf rankings, uh, out of the top 25 players in the world, the United States has 12, and the international team has three. Uh, This ought to be an ass-kicking. We have owned them in the foursomes. It's been ugly. Uh, So, you know, I'm excited about it. Preston, you and I will be watching closely. We know how to celebrate President's Cup Week. The rest of these bums are going to get caught in the wash and watch some of these average football games while we're enjoying a riveting international ass-stomping. It'll be good. It'll be good. Let's go, U.S. Get it done, baby. There was just some video of me listening to President's Cup breakdowns on the feed. I I, I hope you caught it. I didn't catch it. Okay. Can you play it again? I I mean, I could. I'd like to see it again. (laughs) I want to see you. Yeah. Yeah. There's Uh me. Yeah. Yeah. There's the President's Cup analysis. that's, That's how you are. You probably want the international team to beat us. <laughs> yeah. Z-Chan writes, all right, Tom, you take off the Mets shirt, Woo! and I'll throw in another hundo. You put on a brave shirt, I'll throw in another 400. Well, Tom, I mean, we, we kind of share the money around here, sir. You- Woo! <laughs> I mean, you may take one for the team. Uh, Z-Chan, how much if I Hulkamaniac tear this thing? and then, a and Friendly then... <laughs> wager. We win the series next week, and you have to wear a Brave shirt. You'll... <laughs> you win. I'll give 250 Good Lord. I mean, okay. Let's go, Mets! <laughs> Let's go, Mets! So Aaron Judge hits home run number 60 last night. You could have been night. from Queens. That was really good. Oh, buddy, I was in there. I was ready to go. You've got to be the come on guy. Come on, get out of your chairs. You know, I hate that guy. That, I want to be that guy. That is in the blood of New York baseball fans. I, I know. Every one of them. So I'm so glad I went, get to, up. I went to bed last night not to watch the Pirates blow a four-run lead in the ninth and Will Crow's sorry ass giving up a grand slam walk-off. Uh, but I, I did – I also, you know, 
saw Judge hit home run number 60 and a 9-8 Yankees win over my Pirates. Pirates were bludgeoning the Yankees in the Bronx and then did what the Pirates do. I didn't think Judge was going to get another turn because I didn't think the Yankees were going to give up the lead in the sixth. Because oh, they yeah, were well, ahead in the sixth. Oh yeah, but then they got they got run. Uh, it was yeah. it was impressive what the Buckos did. I'm sorry I missed that. And Z Chan, mm. no, I'm not. No, we could take the bet for next week, but I'm not putting on a Brave shirt. You, well, you can't I mean, buy Tom, my fandom. Tom, you cannot be, buy Tom, my fandom. Let's not be hasty. Let's not be hasty. My man's throwing around four hundred dollars for the for the two of us here. <laughs> I, don't, <Woo>! <laughs> I don't think you can just. Turn it away like that. Let's let's think about the offer. Let's think about the offer before we're just dismissive out here. Hey, you know what we have today, by the way, on the show? Garnet and Gold Trivia. We'll have that today on the show. It's a tougher one today. Yeah, you ratcheted up the contest today. You wanted to be sure that it was uh, not as simple. These Well, guys are good, man. Uh, and gals. I mean, the, the, the folks, the, the diehard Knowles know their trivia. Every time we do this... With an opportunity to win $25 gift card, a $25 gift card to Garnet and Gold. And you guys go over to the uh, message boards there. It's with the quickness that that answer comes in. It's like mm-hmm. usually some joker's like, it's, it's quicker than you can even get your hands <laughs> yeah, on a keyboard. It makes me nervous about how technology is so instantaneous. That's how quick it happens. You're done with the final syllable of the question. It's on the message board. It is. It's silly. Today was a good day if you're waiting for the film to come out of practice to see the status of the quarterback. Now, we don't know anything official, but you saw the video. I saw the video. Everybody watching for that. And If you haven't, you're about to. Well, go ahead and flash it up on the screen there. Uh, that is Jordan Travis dropping back without much of a hitch in the giddy-up at all. Uh, this is more Jordan Travis dropping back without much of the, of, of the way of a hitch in the giddy-up at all. And you're gonna see more Jordan Travis there. Eh, slight little, slight little uh, hitch there, but there he's jogging comfortably. It's only Wednesday, Tom. Oh, I man, like this. My man feels good. I mean, I'm watching this video. It's not great radio, but guys, we're watching a video of Jordan Travis from this morning's practice, and he's getting around pretty easily. Yeah, taking the coaching from Tony Tokars and mm-hmm. his dropbacks. He's getting into his dropbacks, which is important. So that means you can move backwards. One, two, three, four, five. Go you can move right, forwards. Turn, turn and throw. Yeah, it looks you can good. pivot. He was jogging into practice this morning. So, and Mike Norvell commented it was good to get him some work today. If you look at the practice observations on Warchant.com, which you can sign up for right now for just a dollar, that ends this month. So do so with urgency, please. You know, I I hate that we removed the mystery. Uh, you know, now we now know the time is up, guys. Now that's true. This life is impermanent. We know that. You have to enjoy every aspect of it while you can. Things get taken from you. And now that dollar special is one of those things. It's getting taken from you. It's removed from your life. It's not the same as when Grandpa Henry kicks it, but it's still something that's being taken from you, man. It's a dollar, and it's going to be gone. It's a buck. I'm going to miss that. It's a buck! We could have sold shirts for It's a Buck. A guy yelled, it's a buck to me in New Orleans. Yep. I was across the street, and I heard this guy yell out, it's a buck! That was Friday. I was with you that day. There you go, yeah. Yeah. We were on our way to drink. We were. (laughs) We were on the way at that point. That was was a more innocent time. Yeah. Well, we had had a a roadie. uh, We were walking. Uh, You You bought me my first drink on bourbon. It was very nice of you. Well, of course I did. I mean, who am I? Um, so, you know, I mean, we did that and it was good, good times. And then, uh, we proceeded to have more good times and the, the fun never ended. 
until until we were driving back on Monday after a sweet, sweet victory. And then another victory followed, followed by what we hope is another victory because three of them are in the back pocket, baby. Get to four, and now you can see the seven-win season, the eight-win season. It's right there within your grasp. We got to ask an interesting question yesterday. Before we break, I want to I want to do this with you, Tom, because I thought this was fun to do. Seems three of them are very easy to come by. We all wanted eight wins, like that seemed to be the number most Florida State fans settled on. Oh, I'd I'd like twelve, but. What we settled on as a reasonable, slightly high, but reasonably high expectation was eight wins, right? Nine if you're really feeling it and you get all the bounces and you have injury luck. And we have not had injury luck. Not at all. Well, we've gotten some bounces. A couple bounces, but we haven't had much in the way of injury luck. Now, that number of eight, if you win this Saturday, and you ought to, 16-point favorites at home against a beat-up Boston College team, Right when I begin to feel sorry for us, I think about their fans, all seven of them, and how devastated they have to be about Boston College's offensive line out here playing walk-ons, freshman walk-on. I mean, Jesus. But the point would be, name the, the four more wins. Say you get this fourth win here, name the f- next four. All right, so Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a pretty easy one. Louisiana, that's another one. One so, would hope. Well, they just got beat again. No, they're not any good. They're, they're, right. That's falling off a clip. I'm glad you're but, watching. No, I, I am. I'm betting and watching. Uh, eight and two <laughs> last week, guys. Eight and two. Uh, so, so there's that. So those are two more easy, breezy mm-hmm. wins. Mm-hmm. Now I need another couple. And it gets hard. Yep. Because the one that I was sure we could pencil in was Syracuse. Oh, nay, nay. I'm nervous as hell about that Syracuse game. Yep, now. and it falls in a tough place in the schedule. Well, and they're not bad. Just straight up, Syracuse isn't bad. Unfortunately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're undefeated too. So, who are you grabbing? You're grabbing Wake, and then who? One of your in-state rivals, because they both look pretty sorry right now. Yeah, one looks worse than the other. Yeah, but both look gettable. Very gettable. Yes, the game here against Florida is the answer for me for that fourth one. I'm saying Georgia Tech. I'm saying this weekend against Boston College. Mm-hmm. I'm saying obviously well what did I say? Georgia Tech and then Wake and then yeah, you gotta get you gotta get one more Louisiana. In Louisiana, right. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, Louisiana. And you're allowed to win more. one of the other four games, you know. Well hell you can win ten games, Tom. You yeah. can have a blast and really turn this into a party. I got you, but I'm just it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean Look, the, the practice footage we just showed of Jordan tells me, this is me only speaking, that the likelihood of Jordan playing for Wake is very high. Now, I'm not focusing on this weekend. I'm saying for Wake Forest. I agree with that. Like, I mean, you're seeing him move around a day like that. I feel good that he's going to play against Wake Forest. I do too. That gives me a hell of a lot more confidence that we're going to win that game. It's not that Tate can't play. It's just if we are going to get into a shootout with Wake, let's just say that that's what happens. You get into a shootout. Is Tate ready to go toe-to-toe for a 40-burger? Can he go that far? Probably not. I know he gave us 20 and a half, so that's really good. But 40 in a game, you can with Jordan. You can play to 40. You can play to 50 with Jordan. Yeah. No problem. Listen, Jordan, I said this yesterday, and I did not waver. Jordan has played better than any quarterback in the ACC this year. There we go. Yes. And and well, Garrett I, Schrader might be in that top three. <laughs> I, I don't think that I'm going to uh, waver on that. I think he'll if uh, Jordan may play Saturday. 
it's looking more I mean, and more likely to me that he's going to play Saturday. Every time I see a video of this kid, it's like he barely has a limp. He seems to be fine. And it's, it's, today's Wednesday. I think at that point, and that's where I think Aslan asked today's question yesterday. When he talked to Mike yesterday, he said, does it change the way you evaluate Jordan based upon how good Tate was? And And the question is essentially – if there's any lingering issue, would you hold Jordan because you now have a newfound confidence in Tate? Mike didn't like the question. He didn't answer the question. But I feel like <laughs> looking at but looking at Jordan today, I, I would still I still wonder what the answer to that is. Because would a week would a week make a difference? He's moving around today, but would a week help him in a way that not well, playing wouldn't? We don't know the answer to that. The doctors well, will give, wouldn't? The, the the doctors would tell the coach exactly what's at stake here. That's really that's why it's an unanswerable question for you, me, and the fans. Right. But I, I mean, love I, it for Wake know. Forest. I love what I'm seeing for Wake Forest at minimum. No question. At minimum. Yeah. Uh, you don't need him this week, but I mean again, I'm not in I'm not interested in not playing my best players if they can play. Now I'm not interested in getting them hurt further than they already are if they if they need some time either. So the doc's gonna tell me the deal. Can he do more damage to this and risk missing two and three and four weeks? Correct. If the answer is no to that, he's fine. It's it's he's got no ligament damage. He's going to be fine. He's just it's a you know a little slight strain. Then fine. But if you're number five in the country and you're playing Florida in the final week and Florida's a threat, and the answer is yes, he could do more damage. You might still have a conversation with Jordan and say, "What do you want to do?" Correct. In, in this instance, you wouldn't you even would, have that you conversation. You wouldn't have that conversation. Correct. Chef Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. By the way, very quietly, there's a NFL game I'm excited about talking. Bills at Dolphins. Bills at Dolphins, buddy. This weekend. Yeah, that's an interesting one. That's a great game. Dolphins. Is that the 1 o'clock window? Um, let me double check it for you, buddy. That I think is it is. A, uh, well, my sheet doesn't have it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because we are the uh, 425 window with the, uh, the no receiver having Buccaneers against the Packers. Yeah, half the team seems to be out for uh, for the for the Buckos, uh, so we'll we'll have to see uh, exactly where that's at right now. I will uh, really quick as far as Florida State goes. So Friday, we mentioned a moment ago that uh, we'll know about whether or not they get yet another important yes on the recruiting trail, and that is scheduled, I think, for two thirty, Tom, for when we're going to be doing the show on uh, Friday. I think that's correct. And yeah. if that happens. Uh, we'll have to break in for you, and we'll have it here for you. Uh, if I keep, well, he says yes to uh, Florida State, then there's more reason to do what them kids doing and celebrate the hell out of it. Because goodness gracious, guys, uh, that's a get for the ages. But I agree with Tom that um, may have a, a struggle on our hands. I miss the days where a commit was a commit. Now, they were never 100% certain if you're, an old school listener to the Jeff Cameron show, you know that I invented the uh, recommit, decommit, the reedy re. The reedy re was a thing that happened over time, and we thought about, well, what is it about the definition of commit you don't understand? But it, it's kids. It's kids. Doesn't mean the same thing as you and me committing to something. So we got we got kind of accustomed to the commit, decommit, recommit. Hell, it got so bad at times that it was a commit, decommit, recommit, decommit. The reedy re was born. That's how bad and wildly inconsistent these commitments have become over the years. Nowadays, you got to add another step in the process of the commitment, which is for now. 
<laughs> just yeah. add four now. South Florida kids were the ones that made that the uh, the most popular thing in the world, the Reedy Ree. Yeah. Remember Ermont Lane and Dalvin Cook? We ended up on the right side of this. We did but, end yeah. up on the right side, especially with Dalvin, because yeah. Dalvin was going to Florida. Yeah. That's a game changer. If I were a Florida fan, that would still piss me off. Because mm. <laughs> that was something. Yes, it and was. And he was special. Every time he played him. Yeah. Every well, and time he destroyed he played Miami, him. too. So there were all those. And he's yeah. the reason we won the 14 game. That was Jameis' worst game mm-hmm. in a null uniform. Well, there was a lot going on. There was, but it wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. you know. And Dalvin yeah. had to save the day along Dalvin with did, yeah. um, Terrence Smith. Right. As he limped his way across the finish uh-huh. line, I'll get there, guys. And he did. He I'll got get there. there. He did. Yeah, man, I just getting more, and I don't want to be the sourpuss who brings this up every time, but I think it's in the back of the mind of every Florida State fan or fan of any college football team in the modern era. If you get a player, a high-profile player that your team really needs – you're never going to be really comfortable at all until the man's taking a class on campus. Frankly, he has to. you have to see him on campus the first day of class before you're like, okay, it's real. I got to tell you, though, just from the business we're in, that makes December traffic higher than it's ever been before. Bowl practices won't get you the kind of coverage that, you know, a signing day would when yeah. it, it even the most surefire commitment the night before. That's the definition of what we went through last year. The most surefire commitment on the eve of signing day. Says no, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt in a way that we won't get over anytime soon. No Florida State fan will. It was uh, the beginning of a new era in recruiting that involves the NIL, and it's an uh, uncertain, um, you know, rocky ground sort of existence for these coaches and these programs. And the bottom line is, Tom, even then, if you get a guy, you can never really uh, stop recruiting that guy if he goes the other way. Because if he, listen, let's just say with Travis Hunter. Who's to say he's not here in a year? Oh, yeah. Nothing's you know ever, I mean? no, nothing's nothing's ever, ever done. Nothing's no. ever done. Not a, not for anybody on the roster. No, because if a guy comes here and plays really well, and I don't know, let's say the room is stacked, guy sees you know an opportunity to be the every down guy somewhere else. Yeah, and these coaches, none of them, and I hope ours isn't either, uh, None of them are ever completely out of the picture with guys that they want to bring in. I don't care if the kid says no and goes to Oregon. You're going to call that kid. You're going to yeah. you're going to reach out to that kid by some manner. Well, look, it, you know, part of your budget has to be about retaining your talent. It, right. it, that's something that I, I know it's uncomfortable. People don't want to talk about it. But what if Alabama called Johnny Wilson this offseason? Well, you know, well, if he continues not- down that path. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you've yeah, got to be yeah. in a position where you can't be falling asleep on the at the wheel like that. You have to be prepared for a re up when somebody's on campus. That's just the way it goes. I think the hard part, though, and and this it it really speaks to the things that we love about team and about commitment and about you know the togetherness that's formed through hard work. It's really the most untenable aspect of all this for fans because when you finally arrive at wherever it is you decide to go, okay, we, we don't begrudge that you're getting offers from all over the place and that maybe things change. I mean, I, I've tried to come at it from the perspective as I've gotten older, as, as somebody who has a, a kid in high school now, which is weird for me to say out loud, and, and another one that's close to being in high school. If they were in a position, no matter what it was, uh, it could be tiddlywinks, whatever it is, to where they were really good at tiddlywinks. It's a fun game. 
I've never played. What oh, the yeah. hell is tiddlywinks? Is it's, that the way you bounce the ball and you scoop things uh, up? That's you know, you like you, you pop them. It, it, I've never played. Yeah. So anyhow, let's say there was a market for that sort of thing, and people in schools wanted kids who were really good at tiddlywinks. And my kids said, you know what? I've always wanted to play tiddlywinks at Florida State. Uh, it is. It's going to mean a lot to me to play tiddlywinks at Florida State to don the garnet and gold and dominate the tiddlywink uh, landscape is where it's at. And then all of a sudden, after he's committed to Florida State, and we're beaming with pride, his mother and I, we get a call. And it's somebody from Temple. Right. J. And, Walter Tidley, and, the and, third. Yeah, whose son has carried on a grand tradition. And he says, we think Bryce has what it takes to be a tiddlywink champion here at Temple. And we're willing to pony up for it. Well, he's committed, sir. He's going to Florida State University. And they said, well, I've got $2 million that says he'll be tiddlywinking here at Temple. I'd have to consider the $2 million. What are you going to do? But now once you're in the fold. Oh, J. Walter Tiddly doesn't have a piddly amount of money for you. Once you are in the fold and you're tiddlywinking with your teammates. And you're sacrificing the, the, the kind of life you could have if you were just an average college student, but instead sacrificing with hours on end of practicing, perfecting the craft of tiddlywinks. If you turn your back on those fellow tiddlywinkers, those teammates of yours, you son of a bitch, it's not what you do. And that's why it's hard for us, because once you're in the fold, man, you can't walk away. It's just difficult. It's difficult. And yet, you know, that is the re- this reality that we live in now. I'm sorry, Richard. It was J. Walter Tidley himself. What do you want me to do? It's the third generation Tidley master. Two million dollars to Tidley at Temple. So I'm just saying, I don't. With these recruits, I get excited. I'm glad we do this. I, I'm glad we have the uh, what them kids doing. I just don't trust it ever. But I am excited today that you got a linebacker who I've wanted for a while in this process, and I don't really clamor for kids all that much. Look, this is why it's critical. You can't close kids if they don't like you. And so clearly we have kids who like us now, and that's that's important. They like us in September. They like us enough to commit to us in September. If you're talking about greater probabilities of uh, closing strong on signing day, these things have to happen. So as we're getting used to the new landscape – You can't close if somebody isn't committed to you in the first place or considering you as a finalist in the first place, and we've got more high-quality kids with us in their finalist lists. I would tell you that, yeah, the building of relationships and obviously having the connections in the recruiting world with, God knows, handlers and everything else that you're dealing with now, NIL people and parents and all that, yeah, you got to continue to foster those relationships and stick with it. And uh, from there, hope like hell that you don't get – Absolutely usurped by somebody who is the grandmaster of tiddlywinks. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Just a quick aside because I'm happy for him and he's been one of, very quietly, one of the great Knowles of all time. Uh, Buster Posey has joined the Giants ownership group. And it's going to sit on the board of directors. I've always wanted to sit on the board of directors. Feels like you don't have to do anything and get paid lots of money just to kind of be around so that when they walk through people that have a lot, have a lot of money and are going to matter, 
They can go, oh, that, that's where Buster Posey sits in there with the board of directors. Does that come with a bonus that allows him to pay the Florida State baseball program enough money to build a new stadium? Well, I like the idea of the gazillions of dollars he's already made combining with now an annual salary to be on the board for doing probably nothing. That's a uh, It livens the chances that he does contribute uh, a little bit towards the new stadium. Because I'd be okay with meeting at the Dick Hauser Plaza at Buster Posey Stadium with Mike Martin Field. I absolutely you would know? be, yeah. That's fine by me. Oh, well, Pos- uh, Posey Stadium sounds all right. Posey Park. Yeah, you got to keep Dick Hauser in some capacity. That was tragic what happened to Dick Hauser. Brain sure. tumor died. All I actually am old enough to remember Dick Hauser. That's something. That is something. Oh, yeah. Remember when he was in Kansas City. Um, so <laughs> Tom's like, what in the world? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Every now and then I flash that age on you yeah. where you're like, Jesus, you friends with YA Tittle Cameron? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've done that to some of my younger friends where I say, I remember the last guy who didn't wear a helmet in hockey. Right. What? You remember watching dudes who didn't wear helmets? Oh, all the like, time. Craig McTavish. Yeah, it happened the all the time. 94 Rangers. That's correct. Oh, and I remember an entire era long before then <laughs> yeah. where they would never yeah. think about wearing a helmet. Right. They'd call you a certain word. That's right. And yeah. the same thing when they had they mandated the visors. That's They're correct. Like, visors are for wimps. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like that. Posey's only 35 years old. When we think about the Florida State athletes and their careers and the guys that have gone on to represent the university, have established themselves firmly as either a Hall of Famer or something close to one, and won championships, MVPs, were captains, did all of these. There are very few people from any school that have accomplished all of those things. And Posey, of course, three World Series rings, an MVP, uh, you know, all the, an all-star, countless, you know, all that stuff, right? 35 years old. I don't know that you have a Noel who's had a better post-Seminole career and is also as well-respected critical that I bring that up. Yeah. As yeah. Buster Posey. Like Warwick Dunn would be close, close. In, the, in the actually he would exceed in the respect department, I think. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean because of what he does off the field. Yeah. But okay. he doesn't have MVPs. He doesn't have league awards. Doesn't have know? Super Bowls. Right. Doesn't have, yeah. Right. Right. So it is. It's true. It's con- it's combining all of those things um uh, <laughs> he is, isn't he? It's the same difference, life spectator. Ty Cobb, Dick Hauser, who gives a hoot? But honestly, I just Buster Posey is in the in the pantheon of three or four of the greatest seminal post seminal athletes of yep. all time. He's just unbelievable. He's a and I like how you say he's only thirty five. First only, of all, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. Because he's my peer. Yeah, he's I only, am only thirty five. No, but imagine for a second, now that you're if you think about it, your age. You've won MVPs, World Series rings. Uh, you've been to count, you know, however many, what do you go, know, seven, eight all star games, all that stuff, hundreds of millions of dollars. Now you're on the board of directors with the Giants and you're 35. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, buddy. I can fully understand it. I've done the exact same thing in the broadcast industry. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, yes. I mean, you'd get up in your giant mansion, well, one of your many giant mansions, and be like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to wear pants today. Well, and the why thi- should I? The thing about San Fran too is there's a lot of variety of opinions out there, and everyone loves Buster Posey. I've got friends who are universally uh, universally beloved. I've got multiple friends who are Giants fans over there that don't know each other, and they all they're not Knowles, and they're like, "Oh, Buster, I love Buster." 
They all love him out there. Hail to the Buster, one of the great chants of all time, one of the great songs of all time. And then in addition, when I was out in San Francisco going to a Giants game that he was playing in, bringing my dad, a lifelong Giants fan, we're driving up to the ballpark. Candles, no, not Candlestick, uh, whatever it was. Yeah, Safeco at the yeah, time. Safeco at the no, time. that's no. Seattle. Idiot. It is Seattle. Why are you doing that? Just I don't checking know. This out there. Um, but on our way out to that ballpark and thinking to ourselves, it was like four different names in the last five Wasn't years. Wasn't it a key span at one point? No, that's not when I was going out there. Um, but when we were when we were driving there, at the gas stations along the way, you could you could pull over and you could get little dolls of Buster Posey. It was awesome. It's currently called Oracle Park. I'll yeah. find you the name that we all knew it yeah, by. Yeah, that's the, it changes so often. Pack Bell Park. Pack Bell. There Sweet we go. Jesus. Yeah. That is a sign of aging from both of us. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Good for Buster Posey. Congratulations to one of the great guys. And I'll have you know that Buster took the time to walk over and say hello to my father as we watch batting practice and welcome us to the ballpark, which I think is still number one on my dad's list. You've done a lot of awesome things for your dad. Uh, that he's That's a, no, a pretty good one. That's not bad. Oh, that was a good one. It was uh, his birthday week. Yeah, that didn't suck. Um, that that was. Uh, you probably probably won't be able to top that one, pops. If you're listening, don't know that I can do much better than that. There is a Noel who I can't recall, and I feel really bad about it. Uh, that works for the Giants that helped set all that up. But it was like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. tell tell Jeff." Come on out. I never really got to hang out with him. It's, it's the thing. It's not like I hung out with him for an hour and don't remember his name. You could be sure if that were the case, I would not have brought it up here on the airway. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is quite risky, sir. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. But it was It was cool. It's just there's knolls everywhere, man. There are. And it's a great community. And it's a community that is being rewarded with wins right now. Because whether they're in the baseball business or they're lifers for basketball, we're winning in, in football. The DMs light up the emails. Hey, man, haven't talked to you in 10 years. Or Yeah, you know, how's your the text? team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to win this weekend, guys. They're going to win this weekend. Ooh. And uh, Oh, it makes you nervous? No, I, no, it just feels good. That, that was a little shimmy. Yeah, they're going to win this weekend and get to 4-0. And, you know, it's, it's funny because I think it's very true what we've talked about since the Louisville win and really before the Louisville win. You go from an off-season of predictions and projections and hopes and all of those things, and then you realize some of that by starting 3-0, and and the team is, as we noted, very, very likable and hard work and sacrifice and toughness, all those things. So you're now emotionally invested to go along with sort of the standard I hope my team wins investment that every that happens every off-season. Now you're, now you're involved, and I think I think we're about to see – the economic investment. I think people are going to be coming to the games. You're going to see this stadium look like it's supposed to look on a more consistent basis. And it's weird how it works because you shift from all of those hopes to the reality, and now you get nervous. Now you get nervous because there's something to lose, and I've talked about that a lot. But also, I mean, you get a little uh, a little chutzpah to you too when you look at a Boston College team to struggle to block Maine, and I watched some of this Yesterday, Tom, going back, just to look at how bad their offensive line is. It's awful. I mean, that situation for them, uh, Jerkovich, I feel bad for. I, I mean, I do. I won't feel bad for him this Saturday. I hope we sack him 15 times. But that's a that's a tough go for a kid who's probably going to the league. They have – you know how we found a way, Alex Atkins found a way to protect 
our offensive line a year ago from getting completely dismantled most weekends. Most but weekends. Wasn't great. Couple of games where you simply couldn't block people led to wild inconsistency, right? You weren't going to be able to sustain drives. Everything had to be like set it up, set it up, set it up, shot play. Maybe you get lucky on a wheel route. Maybe you get lucky on a, on a run that you've set up with the right angles time and again, and then you kind of buck the trend a little. You couldn't sustain drives the way we're sustaining drives now. Um, when you watch BC's line this year, Alex wouldn't have been able to do anything with that. There's just, at some point, you don't have the guys. And they came into the year behind the eight ball, and then they suffered even more in the way of injuries. I hate that for them, but that's the reality. And so I was asked this week already about, well, if Fabian doesn't play, if Verse doesn't play, guys, Maine was getting home on the regular in the first half of that football game. Right. Now, here's the question, though, for you. If Tate plays... If Tate plays, mm-hmm. and I said the number is seventeen and a half, a little oh, redemption Thursday man. preview. Do we cover? Because I want to, I want to understand the degree to which you're talking about. You're confident here. I, I'm very confident, and I think they would game plan this for Tate similarly to the second half of the Louisville game, that featured a bunch of RPOs and really one read plays. It was not Tate wasn't out here having to read defenses. Uh, I don't think they're going to complicate things for, for Tate. I would get his legs involved, first of all. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't bet the game, Tom, if okay. I'm being brutally uh, yes. honest. I 17 bet in the, the hook. I would, the defense is good. Yeah, it's okay. Their defense is okay. It's not a great defense. But it's it's an okay defense. It's serviceable, correct. Um, I wouldn't play the game. Okay. 16 and a half? Would it change you at all? Still wouldn't touch it. Because when you're saying we're going to win and they're off on the offensive line, I just want to know, are we talking 30-point beatdown? Are we talking, eh, I mean, it could be a two-score win? I don't like having to depend on a bet that I'm going to get a defensive score or that I'm going to have a ton of red zone opportunities because of the field position losses for BC on each drive. That's it. I mean, I think we can reasonably project that that is going to be the case, but if you're asking me to put a a number on a wager on how many points we're going to win, we're going to get in special teams and field position wins because of their poor offensive line and not being able to sustain uh, drives or flip the field. I don't like placing bets that way per se. So I probably just wouldn't touch the game. But I, yeah, I understand why the spread is what it is, and I and I think if both teams play their best football, Florida State will win this game by more than three touchdowns. If both teams play their best brand of football, Florida State will win this game going away. I read you loud and clear. <laughs> you just don't want anybody else to influence the line. No. I just, got you. All they're right. a mess. Go watch right. them. Go watch them. They're a mess. I'm it's crazy. It, it is. Here we go. Yeah. Want to have more fun? How many kicks does uh, Fitzy make this weekend? Ah, now that's an interesting question. Because I'd say I'd set the over-under at five and a half. Because I'm including PATs, good sir. Those are kicks, too. Yeah, well, okay, how many field goals? Ah, the over-under is one and a half. He belted him through yesterday. I don't care. He didn't look good in practice the week before, but he belted I him through yesterday. I don't care. 
It, he's got the same <laughs> syndrome that we all have watching Tate. Like, but, okay. I agree. I'm sure but, he's made everyone in practice, guys. But here's the thing. Part of my take last week about being concerned with kicker wasn't just his history on the field in games. It was the practices looked rough, man. I was like, oh, no. This is not good. I don't know what he did today, though. i got to look at the observations. Yesterday, he made everything. He did. Thunder. Don't care. Right down the middle. He could have made six from 60 and beyond, and I would have said, <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't mean a thing to me. The kid looked like he was about to cry on a 34-yard attempt. He missed a kick short in a dome from 47. Come on. No. Not so you're me. taking the under on the one and a half? I, no, I just – I'm ah. No, no, I need him to do it. I need him to do it. Now, listen, last year, there is a stretch where he made a lot of kicks. That's correct. He made some kicks. Made some kicks. Made Even the kick big against, ones. The, yep. Notre Dame. Yep. And the big Cuse. kick. Beat the Qs. Yeah. Big kick. Missed the one in overtime against Notre Dame, but you don't get to overtime without him making a kick. And he doesn't look he doesn't look the same. He looks like a guy who's like, oh, man, you're asking me to kick? <laughs> it's the infielder who doesn't <laughs> want the ball. You're asking me to kick it? Yeah. I don't I don't want to kick it. Mm-hmm. It scares me. Yeah, man. it's, it's Knobloch at second base. Hey, when are we doing this trivia here? You want to do it? Uh, start of the next hour. But you've got 40 seconds to uh, promo it if you like. Well, hold on. Raymond has a question. He asked if he missed an update on Jordan. Uh, we gave a pseudo-update. It's not an official update. He's in full pass today at practice. You can see him in his dropbacks. There's video out on the interwebs. Uh, he's, he's able to pivot, throw the football. Look good. I don't know if he's going to play or not, Raymond, but he looks pretty good. And uh, when we come back, some trivia. Chance for you to win a $25 gift card to Garnet and Gold. We'll do that. It's for Warchant.com members only. So join right now for a buck during the break. You got a chance at winning this baby.